I want to talk to you tonight about the comforter comforts. I've used this passage of scripture in a lot of funerals, especially funerals where I had people that I did not know. I was just connected to them uh, through someone in our church or, or professional connections or whatever the case may have been where I didn't know a lot about the person and I, so I used these scriptures to minister to the family and um, but it's a very very familiar passage of scripture to all of us and uh, so I want to take you there tonight and I'm going to move rather quickly with this but I'm going to take you to John 14 we'll begin in the 15th verse and it says if you love me keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you I will not leave you comfortless I will come to you so I want us to understand the whole gist of what I'm going to talk about tonight is the comforter that Jesus is speaking about here in John 14. I want us to understand he comforts. He comforts. Now some of you that, that are here tonight, you don't know, didn't know Brother Gene Barber the way some of us did. Brother Gene Barber has been a member of this church longer than I've been a member of this church. Um, he and Sister Kathy came here whenever my dad was still pastoring in Dry Prong. They received the Holy Ghost under Brother Briggs in the little building over there. And um, been faithful, faithful members through the years. But my history with Gene goes back uh, uh, B.C., before church. <laughs> in the years B.C. before church uh, because we worked together we were friends we knew each other and uh, so it was with a heavy heart Sunday night when we was at the hospital and knew it was going downhill fast and then of course he passed away on Monday night and I, I immediately thought about this and maybe this message is for me more than it's for you but I understand life, and at some point, you're going to need this message. This passage of Scripture is very thought-provoking, uh, to say the least, when you begin to read it, as I just read it to you. It, in and of itself, tells us who the Comforter is. To me, John chapter 14 is one of the, the greatest one God chapters in the, in, in the end, entire Bible. It tells us who the comforter is, and Jesus is the one that reveals the truth, and he says, I'm the comforter. So Jesus is the comforter. It also tells us that the Holy Ghost, which is the comforter, is more than just a model of salvation. So many people think that the Holy Ghost, that's, that's our main reason for the Holy Ghost. And I, and I guess salvation is the main reason for the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost does way more than just save us okay now I want to I want to I want us to understand that but the topic I want to discuss tonight is the fact that the comforter also comforts the comforter the Holy Ghost 
The Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ does more for us than just assuring our place in eternity. And that's, that's a good thing. But it also does more than just fact. In fact, Jesus makes that very point as we read our text in verse 16 where he said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter. Another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Jesus is assuring his disciples that he is going to pray that the Father will send another, another comforter. But he's also alluding to the fact that there is or has been another comforter. Okay, so stay with me. Look at verse 17. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. Now he's talking to his disciples. Okay, let's get the setting. He's talking to the disciples. He's talking about the comforter. And he says, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So look at this. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's telling them, this present comforter dwells with you. Now, who has been dwelling with the the disciples? Jesus has. (laughs) He's speaking of himself as their present comforter. Remember, he spoke, remember while he walked with them, he spoke to the storm. They They were terrified that they were all, Master, care us not that we perish. Remember? And he Stepped to the bow of the vessel, and he said, peace be still. The storm and abated, but at the same time, there was another storm. And this time, the disciples were in the boat by themselves, and Jesus come walking to them on the water. And he, he joined them in the storm. He was their comforter. He provided for them. He fed them. He paid their taxes. Remember that? Remember he told Peter, I think it was, go down, you're going to catch a fish, money's going to be in his mouth, go pay, our ta- go pay my taxes and yours too. I'm going fishing. <laughs> but then he goes on to say in the same sentence, he shall be in you. That present comforter was the one that dwelled with them. But then he went on to say, but he shall be in you. Who is Jesus speaking of now? He's speaking of himself. Verse 18 clears this up for us because it says this, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will come to you. So so does he come to to us today? That's the question I really want to ask. How does he come to us today? He comes to us and is in us when we receive his spirit the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's the way he comes to us. So let's recap just a little bit of what I've just said. He was with them in body, and he is their present comforter. Now this is in that day that Jesus walked with his disciples. He was with them in body, and he walked with them. But Jesus has also, in the, in the beginning chapter, beginning of the chapter that I took our text from tonight, He has told them, I'm going away. So at the moment of this conversation of the comforter, 
He's comforting them because he's told them, I'm going away, and they're upset because they joined him thinking there was going to be a kingdom. They still, after all that has transpired, they still have not grasped the kingdom that Jesus is really talking about. But he told them in John 14, and this is what what started the discussion, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So as he's telling them he's leaving, he's also telling them I'm coming again. So we recognize, and they did too, their present comforter was leaving them. But he tells them the Father will send another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Then he tells them, the Holy Ghost is my spirit in you. I will come to you. Those are Jesus' words. They're not mine. I'm going to pray the Father's going to send another comforter. But I will come to you. I will be the one that will come to you. I will say it again. The Holy Ghost is more than our assurance of salvation or our security for our place in eternity. The Holy Ghost, the literal spirit of the Lord Jesus is in us to bring us comfort for the situations of everyday life. Do you realize that? This is, this is more, this is way more than just than us just, you know, trying to encourage one another and, and you're going to make it. No, no, no. If you've got the Holy Ghost, if the Lord is living in you, these words that I'm speaking to you tonight, He is your comfort regardless of what's going on in your life. Regardless of the storm that is blowing in your family right now, if you have the Spirit of God living within you, there is an element of comfort that is in you. Never forget, I'm not going through the whole story, but when we got the call, Keith had fallen in Baton Rouge, fallen off of the water slide. We, we were, Don and I were basket cases. I, my hands were shaking so bad, I didn't think I would, I would be able to drive. But we had to go. And I told her, I said, and we had just gotten dressed and we were headed out the door and I said, wait, we can't go anywhere. I said, God's going to have to give, give me peace. And we dropped on our knees in the living room, and that's what, that was my prayer. My prayer was also, make me, obliv- make me oblivious of radar. I, don't let radar track me. It was July 4th weekend. You know, you know just let me, again, I go back to Star Trek, just cloak me, you know, and I don't remember who that was that did the cloaking. The Klingons was the Klingons that did the cloaking. And, uh, but just, just make me where, where radar can't see. But we were sincere in that prayer, and all of a sudden there was just an element of peace that came over me. Now, Donna didn't share my peace. She was the mother. She's, she said that the white lines looked like they became just one big long line. And... and uh, she just stared out the window. And I think, well, no need going into all that, but, uh, but we got there. We got there. 
But the peace of God settled me. The shaking stopped. It was over with. When you consider that the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Jesus living within us. Listen to me now. When you consider that the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Jesus living within us, it causes scriptures such as Philippians 4, 7 to really come alive. And that's where it says, The peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? I mean, stop and think about it. The comforter that lives within us. It's easier to understand how we can have the peace of God that passes all understanding. It causes Philippians 4, 7 to just, just to be more than just a verse in the Bible. Listen, we are not alone. Whatever is going on in our lives today, whatever our church is, is struggling with today, we are not alone. I said here in a, in, a, in a service a couple of weeks ago, I said if our eyes could be open, we would be amazed at the angels of the Lord that are in this room right now. I believe that with all of my heart, with everything in me. We are not alone. That's the first thought that comes to my mind when, when I, whenever I read a verse such as Philippians 4, 7. We are not alone. But stop for just a moment. This is not just a scripture out of the good book, as some people call it. You know, some people have a way of referring to the Bible in a very casual way as the good book. And it's not just a scripture for good reading. Listen to me. It's way more than a scripture. It's a promise. But really, it's more than a promise. It's tangible. But really, it's more than just tangible. It's personalized, and it's personified. In other words, I'm walking through life, and life has its situations, and it has its problems. But listen to me. Listen to me carefully here. This is the whole message. But not walking beside me, but living inside of me is the comforter and peace that passes all understanding. This comforter has a name for us. His name is Jesus. Now just stop and think. I'm going to read that bullet point again. Because not walking beside me, but living inside of me is the comforter and peace that passes all understanding. This comforter has a name, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He is the peace that passes all understanding. I, you know, it amazes me sometimes. People, people get this opinion that you get the Holy Ghost and, and, and there's a, and we, and, we, and we talk about it from time to time, that there's a God-sized hole in our heart. Well, I want you to understand, it's more than a God-sized hole. 
Our God is bigger than we are. I'm not, I don't have just a little bit of God in me. But everything that he is and everything that he can be is inside of me. I'm not just walking around with a portion, with a taste, if you will, of God. I'm not walking around with a fragment. I'm walking with everything that he is. Everything that he did when he walked the shores of Galilee, when he walked here for three and a half years, all of the things that he did is now inside of me and it's inside of you if you have the Holy Ghost. That's why I say it's peace that passes all understanding. He is the comforter. He is everything to you and me. We are consumed by him. Donna, come here and help me. Now, for those of you watching online, this is my wife. I want to make that clear because I'm going to shadow her. I'm going to be God. Remember that. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. She's, do say that again. Yes, Lord. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to shadow you. All right. No, no, not yet, not yet. You're, ju- you're jumping on me. You're jumping on me. I got, one, I got a couple things to do first. <laughs> we ain't talked about the adversary yet. Uh, yeah, you stay back, adversary. In case y'all don't know it, when we get to that part, that's the devil right there. <laughs> You'll understand better by and by in just a moment. But we, we talk about or him ordering our steps. The steps of a good man or woman is ordered of the Lord. So we get up in the morning, we got the Holy Ghost. It's not just a little part in our heart. He shadows us. He is in us. And so we're walking along and he says, let's take this road. Let's go this way. There's Denise. Denise needs an encouraging word. Speak to her. Shake her hand, hook her neck. (laughs) <laughs> she living with the devil. <laughs> she needs an encouraging word. But then, but then the Holy Ghost is walking with us through the rest of the day. And he says, well, there's Mindy. Speak to her. But be careful. She might want to sell you a dress. <laughs> so... <laughs> Are you getting the picture? The steps of good man and woman are order of the Lord. He is in us. We are not alone. We are not alone. Then life unloads on you. The adversary, the devil, he starts after you. But what does the Lord do? He steps in front of you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you understand that? I'm talking about he is in us. 
He is in us. It's not, it's not a God-sized hole that is being filled up. He is in you. He's in your fingers. He's in your toes. He's in your arms. He's in the trunk of you. He's all, there's an old song that says, he's all over me and he's well, keeping me alive. He's all over me. But then there comes those times when life hits us hard. You find yourself in a valley. A valley you can't walk through. And you look up to him and you lift your arms to him. And you begin to let him know, I've gone as far as I can go. I can't make it any further. This is as far as I can go. God, without you, I can't make it. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Anybody here relate to that? Have you been there? Yeah. Then, that's when he reaches down. Oh, oh, Jesus, she said. That's what you say. That's when he picks you up. That's when he picks you up. You can't walk. What's the song say? I can't even walk without him holding my hand. I can't even walk without him holding my hand. Life will do that. That's why there's a Psalms 23 that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, thy... Thy comfort and or thy provision and thy thy protection is with me all the way through. All the way through. He's Jesus in us, folks. He's Jesus in us. Job, Job tells us, man that is born of woman is of a few days and full of trouble. In other words, life is going to happen. He didn't tell us it would be a rose garden. But he did say, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Saved or not saved, Christian or not Christian, we will have trouble. But I would rather have trouble with Jesus in me. However, our peace is walking with us. Again, not beside us but in us. He's not walking beside you. He is in you. We can go nowhere that our comforter is not there. No matter where you, even if you you decide you're going to do something you shouldn't do, he's present. He's there. Life can come at us at 100 miles an hour, but our comforter is in us, surrounding us, He's fighting for us. He's constantly giving us his peace and comfort. Stop and think about it, every one of you. That phone call that changed your life. If you would have known that phone call was coming days in advance or hours in advance, you would have lost your mind before you got that phone call just anticipating it. But he gives us grace for the moment. Why? Because he's in us. He knows exactly what you need for for that very moment. He knows exactly what you and I need. You see, here's the deal. 
You cannot separate him from us. Scripture tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ, Christ Jesus. We are not two separate beings. We are one with him. Let me say that again. Because I may be messing with some of your theology. We are not two separate beings. We are one with him. I'm not talking about us being one with him collectively. I'm directly speaking with the fact that we are one with him individually. Yes, as a collective body, this church, we are one with Christ. But you are also one with him. Listen to Jesus' words if you don't believe me. Listen to how he felt about being one with you and 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 you. He's one with each of us. John 17, neither pray I for these alone. These are Jesus' words, not, not some writer. This is Jesus' words. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Talking about the, the ministry, the, the apostles that were going to preach and on down through the, through the ages. Verse 21, that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. Now, he's talking about us being in unity there. But listen to verse 23. I in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Jesus in us, we are one with him in verse 23. The Father in Jesus and Jesus in the Father, verse 21. I mean, I'm using Jesus' words here. Listen to me here. You and I are walking together in tandem, not separate. We are non-separable, but coexisting together with the fullness of the Godhead. Now listen to what I said. You and I are walking together in tandem, not separate, but coexisting together with the fullness of the Godhead. Why? Because he is in us. Oh, yeah, we can, we can kick him out of our house anytime we want to. But as long as the door is open, he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you'll open the door, he says, I will come in. I'll, I'll eat with you. I'll take up a, my abode with you. You know, you know what this means to us. It's more than a promise. It is reality. It's tangible, it's personalized, as I've already said, and it's personified. The person of the Lord Jesus, the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ is living inside of us. Psalms 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Doesn't what we have just talked about tonight make this verse mean so much more to us a very present help in the time of trouble 
is. Remember that. Whatever, whatever you may walk through tonight or tomorrow, just understand he's there. He's there. He's not over in the corner somewhere. He's not in the other room. He's not here at the church if you need him. He's with you. He's in you. He is ever-present. Yes, it's true. He is in us to save us. He is in us to help us. He is in, in us to deliver us. He is in us to heal us. But he is also in us to comfort us through life's situations. He is that peace that passes all understanding. That's what he is. He is that peace and that comfort. How many times have you laid awake at night and said, Lord, I need your peace. I just need some peace. Anybody in here tonight need the peace of God in your life? Amen. Why don't you stand with me? Why don't you just lift your hands to him right now and say, Lord, I need your peace. I need the comfort of the Holy Ghost. That's what I need right now. I need that more than anything else. I ask you. I ask you. I ask for your touch. I ask for your peace. I ask for your strength. I ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I give you thanks tonight and I give you praise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Choir, you do have choir practice uh, immediately following our dismissal. I'm so grateful for the blessings of God. So grateful for his touch. There's a lingering presence of the Holy Ghost that is in this room right now. There's no song that we used to sing that says, reach out and touch the Lord. And it says as he passes by, but understand, he's standing in you and with you. So reach out right now. The presence of the Lord is in the house. Can you just do that? Oh, God, we welcome your presence. We welcome your strength. We welcome your touch. We welcome you, oh, God. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.